Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And I don't have COVID. Oh, goodness. Welcome to the episodes (laughs) we record while I am on quarantine. If I sound a little congested, it's because I am. Otherwise, I'm fine. Um, You know, hopefully, hindsight when these come out. um, Actually, when this first episode drops, I will be officially out of quarantine. But until then, we are on the business end. Our family's on the business end of a Disney movie marathon. (laughs) So... I know that That's was kind of right kind of a ingest way of saying it, but we just wanted to explain away any potential unusual background noises of little voices or things that you might be hearing this month. Yeah, instead of recording in the office, I am in my basement, so you might hear our furnace kick on, you might hear all sorts of things. So, that being said, Jordan, I have a question for you. I do not have an answer. I'm not going to accept your question. Oh, goodness. Well, it was fun recording. Uh, We'll see you next week on Flyover Ministry. Hopefully, we'll have something to talk about. (laughs) Do you see what I did there? (laughs) I did. Oh, good. I was was going to ask, what's the last thing you said no to? Okay, well, uh, your question. Honest answer. My question. Honest answer. Yeah, how about you? The last thing I said no to was probably my COVID test. As in a no of disbelief, like, no, no, really? Like, <laughs> so, uh, all joking aside, though, we are talking about saying no in ministry, and I think this is something that we definitely need a lot more practice in. And Jordan, I'll, I'll just say personally, it's hard for me to say no, especially because, um, Sometimes you just have a go-getter attitude and like, well, I'll just do it. And sure, I could take this on. And Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I feel like us being busy somewhat validates our existence or even our employment or even our call into whatever ministry we're serving. But it is important and it is healthy to say no. So that is what we're going to talk about this month, starting with saying no personally. So Jordan, though, seriously, uh, you could take a second to think about this. What is something that you've said no to personally when it comes to the things that you do, things that you're asked to do and you just say to protect your family, to protect your schedule? What have you said no to? There's a couple things, and I want to echo what you said first, too, about just the challenge of saying no because of, I think, well, it's not going to be something unique to ministry, but I think ministry is a unique setting, especially in a smaller congregation, um, because A, you you know everybody um, most likely. B in in a congregation you're not in ministry necessarily in most cases for the paycheck, um, but because you love the people and you want to serve the Lord. And when you love the people and people are like having needs, that can be really hard to say no to. And then you you touched on a really good point too with just like sometimes we find it validating being just busy. Um, so those are all all real important things. But saying no personally, uh, one thing that I have have said no to, um, sometimes people have great ideas for me, 
and I I try to charitably uh, move on. One one couple thinks that I would I should be um, on a microphone leading all of the singing in our congregation, like leading the hymns and everything like that, and and I have not stepped up to do that. Um, maybe to their disappointment, but um, I feel like there's others who could do that. Uh, and the practicing and, and different things that I would want to do, um, it's just not one of the priorities I want to work on right now. Uh, there have been times when I've attempted to say no to um, preaching um, just if it was really busy. And, and also, maybe more so for the sake of the mentality of of just being like the go-to person. You know what I mean? Instead of like actually praying about considering and, and having opportunities for other people um it that's kind of that was before pastor uh had transitioned and so now i have been saying yes a lot more to preaching um which which is which is fine uh and there have been a couple of different things too uh personally one thing that i have said no to also is just many lock-in requests oh man (laughs) so (laughs) oh man yeah, there's there's this element of saying no that helps protect us. I know that when there was a point where it seemed like almost every night there was something going on, especially during like school season. Mm-hmm. There's sports, there's concerts, there's meetings, youth group is on Wednesday night for us, and and then there's a guy's Bible study uh, that was on Thursday evening at a, a local restaurant that's attached to a gas station here. And gently, and I think fairly lovingly um my wife kind of said like you've you've been gone a lot like well yeah i i know that but like this is like this guy's bible study is a place where i i can just be me and kind of relax and and yeah but we kind of need you here and you we, we came to realize I was saying yes to a whole lot and my family was suffering because of that mm-hmm. and i think that happens way too often where our ministry, our, our ministries, it's easy to say yes to them because they're good things. And we can say yes and yes and yes, but you know, our families are good things too. And I would say, uh, argue, you, you're welcome to change my mind on this, but you're going to have a hard time. Your family is the most important thing. Of Your family you, you is were... the most important thing in your. Uh, go ahead. What? Oh, I was just saying, like you said that, and then you realized Jordan's gonna say Jesus, isn't he? Man, I gotta cover the bases. Well, I was I'm th- gonna give you the the benefit of the doubt that Jesus first, <laughs> but in our day to day life, I was gonna yeah yeah family is is first. So so vocationally, I was gonna say that yeah, your family is vocationally the most important thing uh, after your relationship with Jesus. That's sure. the thing that you know you. Your people will have another youth pastor. They will have another pastor. They'll mm-hmm. have somebody else. But your kids only have you as mm-hmm. a parent. Or, um, you know, even if you're listening to this, well, I'm not married. You know, well, um, <laughs> you're the only person who can fill and maintain your schedule officially. Like, you can talk about how busy we get. But ultimately, what you say yes to and what you sign up for is on you. And if you don't say no, you're going to be on the fast track to, to burning out. And we kind of, when we burn out, Jordan, I think what happens is that we kind of sit there in our state of burnout and wonder, how did we get here? Like that just happened out of nowhere. We're broadsided by it. And it's because we don't say no. Hmm. 
Yeah, and I, I was going to mention too, just like as far as the investment we make in ministry too, um, the ministry context that we're in is going to change. So it's not just a change in the students' end that they're going to have a different youth worker. We're going to have different students at times um, for the most part, you know, so recognizing that. And, and yes, uh, there have been many broken families on the altar of ministry where people have gotten priorities wrong. And, and, and I understand how that can happen, you know. Sometimes we're not, you don't feel super validated at home. Um, just like, what am I doing? And you can feel like I'm making such a difference at work and you can let those things slide. But we are called to be, you know, if you, as you look through the biblical qualifications for leadership, uh, mm-hmm. there is this tie-in. If you cannot manage your household well, you are disqualified for ministry. So even the gospel uh, message of the scripture pulls us to home to be um, a father figure to our kids and to love our wives sacrificially. Yeah, and I think the beautiful element of the family is that it's such, um, there's this thing when you're in, in seminary called <clears throat> typology, um, where it's it's a type, it's a model of a greater biblical truth or a theological theme. And the family is this type of our relationship with God and God's relationship with us, where you have um, wives submitting to their husbands, husbands loving their wives to the point of sacrificing, having Jesus as the model in both cases. And then you have the relationship between parents as the authority figure and kids and the kids honoring their, Mm -hmm. their parents just as we honor God. And it's this great, picture and model of our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And when that suffers, right, that's that's why there's so many organizations that are out there that exist to try and protect the family, to try and preserve this model, because it's it's the clearest picture that we have of our relationship with God. It, we, you are literally living in it, right? Yeah. And that that's the that's the reality of. Yeah, no, that's good. And I, I think before we let the cart get too far in front of the horse, um, <laughs> you know, I think it's helpful to, to talk through a little bit why we need to say no at times. And, and so right now we're focusing today on just saying no for you personally. Uh, we talked about the cost for families. That's, that's important. But I, I kind of look at this too a little bit, kind of like, um, let's say you've got some parents, they've had a lot of kids and now all of a sudden they're empty nesters and they're sitting down at the supper table and they're like, what do we talk about? Because like (laughs) their life has, their life has been built around their kids and they've lost that intimacy and that connection with one another. And I think that happens in ministry too. We, we get so Mm. invested in our identity in ministry. We, we neglect to recognize our identity is actually in the Lord and our identity has things to say about, us um, as leaders of families. And, and you know, I'm going to even say that this is really important for people who are single in youth ministry as well, because they're just as susceptible of having their identity wrapped up in this idea of ministry and losing themselves to it, you know, of not having um, hobbies, not having these, I, these, these pieces in place that is just a healthy individual separation um, from the work and uh, just being able to, to live life and to be refreshed. And, and that goes to your burnout comments as well and stuff like that too. But yeah, so if you were to say, based on that whole list of things, what would be the top one that you say would should motivate us to say no? Like what would be the top reason? 
Hmm. I, I would say it goes back to the principle of Sabbath, where God rests on the seventh day, even though out of anybody in the entire world, right? And we recognize that God is beyond the world as creator. He, he does not operate as we do, and yet he takes a full day in the creation account to rest, to show us the importance of rest. And yes, he gives us work to do, and that's there, and that's important, and we recognize that. But he also shows us the, um, the importance of rest by the fact that he takes that day. I will say, like, Jordan, I don't know, um, just to encourage, uh, or just to give you a different maybe angle as you read through the Gospels, it's really surprising how much Jesus talks to the Jewish leaders about the Sabbath. Have you ever noticed that? Sabbath like, it happens all the time. Like, again and again and again, you think, oh, yeah, well, he, guess what? Oh, Jesus heals this person. And then Luke or Matthew comments, like, and the Pharisees are watching him because it was on the Sabbath. And he's like, okay. This again, like it's it's a recurring theme, mm-hmm. and we have to have a proper view of what the Sabbath is and why it's so important for us. And if we keep saying yes to things, right? And there's this element of the church has hired us, we've been asked to do a job to fulfill a task, and there's a lot of needs in our congregations. If we keep saying yes, we are denying ourselves the opportunity to Sabbath. And I think that's the important element of what you're talking about like why is it so important to say no is because that opens the door for us to be able to have a chance period to take a rest mm-hmm. and i think another uh, important factor of this too is recognizing the aspect of the body of christ um if we believe that the lord has called us together as a body if the lord has called us together um to do his work and he has gifted us appropriately if I'm saying yes to something that's not my my gift, my talent, my strength, um, what I may be doing is enabling someone to not do what they actually have been called to do. And I know this gets messy. This gets uncomfortable because in leadership, you end up kind of doing things because people aren't stepping up, right? Um, and it, it is a need. But we want to do what we can to encourage the people who have been gifted to identify them and to champion them. Um and that's going to result in something that's going to be much stronger than if I do it. So I know we've talked about, for example, and uh, some of our freebie lists and stuff like our digital design tools, right? Now, I can make something with those tools and it can turn out semi-good. But if you get someone who's like a graphic designer, um, they're going to make something so much better, right? Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we can look at this other ways, too. Um, one thing that I'm really bad at is advertising. I am not good at ever like the timing of things, mm. when it's appropriate to release, how many times to remind people. Um, but if you had someone who's like got a marketing mindset and just said, here's what I need you to do. These are the things that are going on. I'd love for you to communicate them to people and release them. Man, that would make such a huge difference, right? But yeah. when we when we take things on, and, and part of that could be just like, are we just saying no or are we like, using our no as an opportunity to equip that's a good good question to ask but yeah that is a that's a tremendous question right where you want to protect yourself but at other times there's an opportunity or even a greater open door when you say no like i think of a time where uh, we had a member of our church council he passed away unexpectedly 
and the conversation that was had as the church was mourning and grieving with the family was, man, he was a tremendous leader. Like, he was just uh, diplomatic, loving, knew the people really well, knew a lot of what was going on uh, behind the scenes, um, you know, some s- small town things that were happening. It's like, and, and the question was, like, who's going to, where are we going to find another leader like this person? To which, it's still fresh to this ministry at the time, it was a, you know what, just just sit, uh, watch and see that the Lord doesn't provide for us in this way, that another leader doesn't step up. It's it's not going to be him, mm-hmm. right? It's it, it, We're not asking for a replacement or this individual 2.0. We're waiting for whoever God has. And people did step up because they saw the need and the opportunity was there. And God kind of led them. And were they great at it right away? No. But they did learn. And, you know, if through a terrible circumstance we're reminded that God is able to use all things to further his kingdom. And I do think that we've seen the kingdom furthered because other people have stepped up to leadership roles. Yeah, that's really good. And I I think... It's, it's healthy, too, to, to see that and uh, to have that in place. Yeah. So there's an, another element here, too, that you're, you've been hitting on about recognizing your gifts and talents and your strengths and limitations. And uh, I will say that um, there's things that you can grow into and become better at. Like, I, I went through high school, and I was in speech, so I was already pretty good at public speaking. I never went to state, but I, I was a better public speaker than most of the people at our school by the time I got done with high school. And all through college were opportunities, again, you have speak, speech classes and uh, their requirements. So for those of you who are listening that aren't through college yet, that are hoping that you can skim by without taking speech, it's, it's going to happen. It's uh, a... <laughs> Like, you can skate through life not having to give a speech. No, you're going to have to. Like, that's why it's required. And I went through thinking, uh, I even went into seminary thinking, well, I'm not going to be preaching, so, you know, don't have to worry about it. And it was something that, like, looking back at my, like, some of my very first sermon outlines, yeah, I, even, like, even my sermon outlines from a couple years ago, I kind of look, what was I thinking? Like, I get the general gist of it, but, like, I, no, like, I, I don't know what was happening here. And preaching was something that I was not exactly interested in, that I had said no to, but it is something that God has helped me grow into and develop, and I've become stronger in that. At least I like to think so, as I, and I think especially with preaching, you get to find out if you're better preaching by doing what athletes do and watching the tape. Like, mm-hmm. listen listen to your old sermons and see if you're not getting better. But there are things, like you said, that you're just not naturally good at. Like, you you may have ministries that are coming up to you and asking you to promote their event on, on Facebook because we just don't understand these computers and you're one of these young kids that do and would you please help us? I'd love to help those people. But at the same time, like, I, I can't because they... And this is not me speaking specifically. This is me just speaking generally. Right? Mm-hmm. This is not an instance at our ministry. But like, well, maybe that 
maybe you you can and you're able and you want to and you're able to but the problem is that they keep giving you their announcements or the things they want to share like five minutes before they need it and it's always last minute last minute and all of a sudden that's not honoring your schedule or timetable and nothing's changing so Mm -hmm. you need to you know honor your time your schedule and acknowledge like i'm not really great at this to begin with so like find somebody else or get it to me you know five days before you need it so i have time to actually sure do something that's somewhat professional looking yeah and i think another aspect of this too um kind of a good summary for us personally and throughout the rest of this month as we're thinking about saying no what saying no does is enforces boundaries and boundaries are so important you know we have boundaries personally things that we're not supposed to get beyond we've got boundaries in our time we've got boundaries on our emotional capacity Uh, we've got boundaries for relationships and all sorts of different things and so saying no um, really helps with protecting your boundaries and that allows you to have a longer more impactful over time um, opportunity to be effective in in whatever context you're in um, in your home life uh, in your professional life and all sorts of different things like that And as we're thinking about this, you know, look at also how many times Jesus says no. You know, Jesus says no quite a bit to what people want him to do, um, things that he could do. And, you know, he... Oh, man, that is... Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus doesn't call down lightning and thunder, or thunder is really significant, I suppose, but lightning to destroy people at the disciples' whim. Um, Jesus doesn't just... Uh, feed people food incessantly, you know, after the feeding of the 5,000. He's like, you've come here because I, I gave you food. Um, I gave you bread, but... Which, you can't really blame him for no, that. No, that's, like, that's a pretty I, cool gig. I'd hang, out, I'd hang out with a guy that has free food. Yeah, but then he, he calls him deeper and says, I'm not going to just do this incessantly. And, and, you know, even with his miracles, there's times when he says no um, and creates opportunities. But with the disciples, he pulls away. He says no to the time that they might be asking and, and spends it mm. with the Lord. And so just this pattern of, of boundary um, is really significant. Mm-hmm. And even the pattern of servanthood and saying no too, because on the cross, the temptation's there to get off and, and to save himself. And, and he's he, not verbally, but says mm-hmm. no there too. And yeah. that's, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so saying no personally, it's it's a challenge, and especially when you are a people pleaser and, and things like that. But it's a practice that we can, kind of like preaching, we can get better at it. And I think one of the things that can intimidate us is how it might make people feel. So one of the things that we can practice is how do we say no? The way that we communicate it is really important. Because you could just go, no! Or you could just say, you know, thank you for that offer, um, but that's not right at this time or whatever the case be. So you want to be clear that the answer is no, but you also want to be clear on your care and concern for the people you're saying no to as well. Right. And I think the benefit, and we touched on this again, but having a schedule that people actually honor and respect as well mm-hmm. to be able to say, I'd love to, but here's, I already have a couple of things going on here and I, I can't do that right now. So there's there's the way that um, your schedule also helps protect you. Um, again, if people honor that, because some might take a look and say, well, it's the youth ministry calendar. That's mm-hmm. kind of, eh, <laughs> flexible. Here's my calendar. 
abide by this. Right. But I think you're right, though, Jordan, to be able to say no in a respectful way is a lot better than acting like one of our toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, and being in, irrational, but to say no, and here's why, and would love to help you, and maybe even as you say no, to kind of pass the buck to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right? To say, here's somebody that might be able to help you out a little better. Yeah. And uh, this conversation is going to continue as we wrap up for today and then look forward to next week where we shift from saying no personally uh, for our own individual stints to now looking at saying no professionally. So we hope that you can tune in next week as we jump onto that topic. And until then... Spoiler alert. Yeah. uh, We're praying for you. And uh, would you really consider just how saying no can be a blessing to you, to your family, to your yourself and uh, just modeling Jesus in that way and uh, may it be something that allows you to serve for a long time going forward and with that may you go in peace and serve the Lord thanks for listening to flyover ministry you can find follow and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at flyover ministry You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.